0: So recently, I happened to travel in a different kind of a plane. One which had propellers instead of normal turbofan engines. Propellers? They still use that? Yes, contrary to common assumption. Propeller is not associated with old-time planes like World War II, World War I planes. They are still used um, in subsonic planes and they actually are a part of jet engines as well
1: wouldn't it be like a little more, you know, fragile or something? I don't know. Would it make a lot of lot more noise or something? I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, so this was pretty much, uh, I mean, yeah, it does make a lot of noise and the rattling is more. I was sitting right next to it. I, I did my web check-in so that I get a seat right next to it and it was just outside my window. And all the while I was just thinking, it was vibrating so much that, you know, I was like... What if one of the blades just come out
1: or something <laughs> like that? I think this is something we all go through, you know, whenever we get a seat right next to the propeller or like turbofan engine, you just feel like, you know, what if that thing just falls off?
0: Yeah, I think you should sit and watch this air crash investigations or something while traveling in a plane. So the reason I bring this up is as I was watching it, I thought for a moment that, yeah, this right there is an episode. So today's episode is going to be about jet engine. Uh-huh.
1: Welcome to another episode of Right Run Geek Show. This is your host Shankar and Vishnu. And in this episode,
0: we're going to talk about jet engines. And before we get into our episode today, I just want to give a shout out to a few of our uh, friends uh, in the podcasting community who, are coming up, who have been coming up recently and also to our uh, subscribers and listeners who have been giving wonderful feedback post our new episode which came out last week.
1: Yeah, it seems like most of them have... Uh, positively taken the website the new website and the episode and suddenly it feels so good right
0: (laughs) yeah the website is my baby i worked on it for some time yeah yeah yeah. take the credit i don't mind (laughs) anyway yeah so uh, there's been good feedback about the website and uh, people really like the design and they also liked our episode as well so it's kind of a positive start for us and we have been seeing some Good analytics as well. So yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I wanted to give a shout out to our friends at Storio. Um, do you want to explain to our listeners what Storio is?
1: Yeah, Storio uh, is a podcasting app. So uh, they released it like a month ago, probably, probably less than that. I, we don't exactly remember. So uh, it's a podcasting app. And when it uh, released, we were like, you know, do we need another podcasting app? Because it's such a saturated market, right? But the thing is, later on, I came to know that it's not just a podcasting app but it's more like a social media app for podcasting where you can subscribe to podcasts listen to it and then find others listening to similar kind of podcast and connect with them and you know share everything which is related to podcasting and so it's a it's it seems to be a project which has a lot of potential there at that their initial stage and they seem to have a lot of potential so i want you all to go and support them probably like download yeah, that uh, episode uh, download their app and I, check I it out i it,
0: think it gives more of an organic growth to your uh, growth to your podcast because um, the people you follow you kind of see what they are listening to and it kind of grows uh, along that line
1: also like you can make lists of podcasts you're listening to and uh, based on whatever you know uh genre and all this kind of stuff so it's a pretty cool
0: app yeah the second shout out we want to give is to Podhead which is a collection of curated uh, podcasts it's a human curated podcast collection right this website kind of looks into all the submissions that are made and they personally review everything and then they put them into different categories so um, you'll find good quality stuff there
1: yeah it's like you if you like a podcast or you are hosting a podcast uh, so you can go ahead and Add the podcast to Podhead, and they do also have a weekly newsletter, which is pretty cool. Like they are uh, like curating all the stuff related to podcasting, world, all the news and all that, and sending out newsletter every week, which sounds pretty cool. And uh, storyo, they are from Kochi, right?
0: yeah story is from kochi which happens to be quite near to the place where we are from so show them some love and and if you want to know more about kochi just go and listen to latest episode from musafir stories they are talking a lot about kochi yeah probably this might not be a good time to visit because half of kerala is underwater maybe (laughs) a month or two down the line that might be a good time to visit
1: Okay, so I think it's time for us to get back so to the episode. So that's the <laughs> shout out for our
0: friends. Now we will get back to our today's topic. So jet engines. Um, as with everything else that we discuss here at Writer and Geek, this also has a long history which goes back to almost, I think, 4th century AD or something. Oh, uh, wow. Where uh, there was a guy called Hero of Alexandria. His name is actually written Hero. I don't know if people call him Hero. I would like to call him Hero because he was an inventor and... Uh, did all kind of crazy stuff in a time when people were using stone and metal and that kind of stuff right uh, but um yeah so he came up with something called yellow file have you seen lawn sprinklers
1: yeah 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 like yeah, yeah.
0: when water comes out of it it has two outlets right so it keeps rotating and it uh, uh, water kind of uh, spreads across the lawn This was a similar thing. It had a hollow uh, spherical body and it was filled with water with two opposing nozzles in the outside. So when you heat it, the steam starts escaping out of it and this thing starts rotating. So that was the first kind of jet engine you cannot say it's an engine because it was there was no practical uh, purpose for it it was just a novelty and it was just just a curious thing to watch but
1: coming up with something like that back in the fourth century ad that's a pretty cool thing
0: yeah so uh, that was a rudimentary form of maybe it just okay uh, it just applied uh, because all the jet engines work based on newton's third law every action has an equal and opposite reaction right so the action here is the escaping gases, so which create an unbalanced force, which tends to make move the body forward. So this was the fir- first device which we can think of, which kind of implemented this technology. Um, then many centuries passed by, nobody really gave a... Uh,
1: you can't swear. <laughs> about
0: uh, <laughs> making new jet engines. But sometime around 13th to 14th century is when gunpowder was invented in China and then they started building this firework rockets and um, you know they experimented a lot for military purposes and recreational purposes including fireworks and all that stuff but again that though it implemented um, the same technology as jet engine using the newton's third law but it was a different kind of engine because it the the difference main difference between a rocket engine and a jet engine is that rocket engine carries its own oxidizer for the fuel oxidizer is something that helps in burning the fuel because every fuel requires oxygen to burn right so a rocket engine carries its own oxidizer this is something i think we would have discussed sometime in the moon episode or something yeah, right? yeah we we kind of yeah but a jet engine takes its oxygen from the atmospheric air oh. right so it cannot have uh, outer space travel. So jet is com- uh, confined to the to Earth's atmosphere. So the this though it was a rocket, it was not strictly jet engine. Although it employed the same uh, principles. Then through then uh, for next few centuries, nothing happened again. Nobody was really interested in thinking about flying and all that stuff. Um, sometime in 1903, I think Wright brothers invented the aeroplane. Yeah. Uh, those days, the planes were powered with normal engines that usually powered an automobile or something else. It was it was like a piston engine, right? You just had a, a drive mechanism, possibly a, in early form, it was just a belt from the engine to the propeller and then some set of gears and all those things came into picture. But they used this internal combustion engine for flying an airplane, right, to provide the power. But it had its own limitations in terms of uh, the speed it can achieve and the efficiency as well also the first plane uh, it flew for a few meters right yeah that that was more of a uh, you cannot even call it a real plane because it there was no steering or anything the steering was done by rotating uh, their body to w- from side to side by adjusting the s- uh, center yeah it gravity. was just
1: an experiment to show that you know you can yeah.
0: fly probably i think the longest yeah. flight was somewhere around what twenty seconds or thirty seconds? Yeah, yeah, or something that's it. Like that? That's it. Like, like a few
1: meters. Yeah, that's like
0: so pretty funny. It was just to show everybody that a heavier than air vehicle can take off and fly, and you can probably try and control it in some some way.
1: And the funny fact was like after the first flight, right? The people who were gathered there, they were not impressed at all. It seems. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what is this? Because
0: <laughs> I think hot air balloons were more popular yeah. at that time. Because uh, it was a sure shot way of flying, right? You have a, a balloon filled with air and it just goes up in the air.
1: Even Leonardo Da Vinci, he had made some
0: uh, like uh, <laughs> blueprints <see>. of... <laughs> he has made know, some blueprints of machines. many stuff. So he had made a blueprint of a flying machine, a helicopter and all those things. But nobody could really find a prototype for all those things. It was just in the drawings. So... Yeah. You can credit him saying that he was an inventor. Maybe he had uh, detailed sketches of these things. But still, there was no prototype. So, you know, we had to wait long. So, yeah. Wright Brothers uh, invented aeroplane for many years. Even during the First World War, all these planes were powered by piston engines. Reliability was an issue and all those things. Um, somewhere around 1920s was when people started thinking about using turbine engines, which was the first rudimentary form of jet engine. Um, and the first patent for a turbine engine for to be used on an aircraft was obtained in 1921 by a Frenchman called Maxime Guillain.
1: <laughs> Another butchered name. Well, uh, this happens in every episode, so let's just forget it. Yeah. Move forward.
0: So, uh, so this was a patent, which was the first patent, and then moving on, an Englishman called Frank Whittle in 1930 patented the first turbojet engine. Okay. Now, what is turbojet engine? What are the different kind of jet engines? Which we'll explain in the next segment uh but he was the first guy who got a patent for a real um practical jet engine right uh, this engine was tested in 1937 after the patent was obtained and flew for the first time in 1941 where they had a prototype built 1941 was during the mid of the war right so all this research was going on in england although Jet engines made their appearance only during the later part of the war to be actively part of combat, mostly from German Luftwaffe. side, right? Yeah. Um, so these were the first form of jet engines. Uh, the act. parallelly there was this research going on in Germany as well, um, where a guy called Hans von Ohain was working on a similar design. But he was not aware of uh, Frank Wittel's work. He was working independently, and he came up with a design which was bought by Heinkel company uh-huh, yeah. and they built the first jet engine which was uh, first prototype which was uh, flown in 1939 the Heinkel He 178
1: Oh, which was used by Luftwaffe uh,
0: which was not really a combat aircraft it hmm. was more of an experimental okay. aircraft the first combat aircraft which came into uh, war during World War 2 was Messerschmitt 262
1: yeah, first uh, jet engine. Combat. Yeah, first yeah. jet
0: combat aircraft. I mean, they had experimented with rocket engine and all that. There was a uh, plane called, there was an airplane called, the uh, fighter plane called the Comet One Sixty Three Messerschmitt something like that, uh, which used this dangerous uh, rocket fuel for a flight. And I've seen a documentary. It was crazy. Like the fuel which was used, it was so volatile and you know, uh, dangerous that. There was a good chance that the pilot was not never going to come back. Wow. And the flight lasted nothing more than one minute. It was just a straight takeoff. Come go back. and just, you know, it was used for short short combat. Like yeah, if yeah. there is a swarm of fighters coming in, they just take off and, you know, drop some ball, shoot them down and come down. Yeah. And the landing, they didn't have a landing gear as such. It was mostly a crash every single time wow so that was a funny plane but it was a rocket powered plane so you cannot com- count it as a jet engine right so that is when the development and um development of jet engine happened and then people realize how important these can be in upcoming wars but by then the war got, o- got over but the research went on yeah
1: yeah one thing we can see is like it's during the war time you know maritime uh, that's when most of the development happens and even during the first world war it was just after like how many years like 10 years after the first uh, flight happened right by Wright brothers but by then uh, air combat became a thing during world war and when you look at uh, second world war it was a time when propeller planes became became a thing and by the end of it Germans had jet airplane which they didn't actually utilize and
0: this is always the case right i mean war is when it's a do or die situation and everything just accelerates a lot and um, yeah so world war accelerated a lot of development in terms of aerospace and aeronautical engineering uh, which proved helpful in the korean war which happened in the 50s where Mm -hmm. jet planes were extensively used for warfare That is when jet proved its might uh, above all the propeller, I mean, all the turbine and the internal combustion engines that were used in the airplanes. From there on, everybody understood that the future is jet engine. So, Korean War proved to be a major milestone in uh, jet engine history. Then, moving on to the commercial side of it, jet engines were also introduced in commercial civil air aircrafts like the day heavy land comet which was a british airliner in 1949 and from 1958 they started their transatlantic flight wow. in a flight plane which was called the comet 4 so jet engines were powering these uh, planes but when we are talking about the good things there was an issue with comet planes as well which probably is a little deviation from the topic of this discussion uh these flights because they were using jet engines, they prefer to fly above the jet stream, which is like maybe uh, thirty thousand feet. The problem is they never they underestimated the pressure difference that occurs in between the cabin and outside. and a couple of these flights exploded midair.
1: Yeah, is it the one which can hold like around eight or sixteen passengers? No,
0: no, no, it, this is a bigger airline. Okay, it could hold so, more yeah. than yeah. that. Okay, it was very beautiful good. plane. I mean, it looked very futuristic for its time. Uh, but the thing is that the outer skin, the skin of the plane was so fragile, uh, not fragile exactly, but it could not hold the, you know, pressure difference. And I think four of them exploded in the wow. air, which caused, uh, which, which resulted in grounding them and, you know, investigations which led to betterment of the airplane structure as such. Um, another major milestone was uh, the, the uh, launch of Concorde
1: yeah concord was
0: uh, a <laughs> british and french inno- innovation we couldn't call it it was a milestone in any aircraft history because concord was the first plane which could cross from london to new york in three hours
1: that's like something it, it flew at
0: two, twice the speed of sound right yeah. i mean it's a passenger jet imagine that you're sitting and you're flying in three hours you're from london to new york even f- flying from Bangalore to Delhi takes more time than that.
1: I think I have like a sentimental side when it comes to Concord because I've seen it a lot while growing up, you know, the pictures and all that. And once when they grounded it like for uh, forever, I, I I felt a little emotional for some reason. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, it was an engineering marvel, right? How do you design a passenger plane which can fly at this speed? Um, yeah, so... That that's the that's scope of jet engine it was not just used in um, you know uh, military aircraft you can use it for commercial jets as we are seeing today today if you look out uh, most of the commercial airliners use some kind of jet engine can be a turboprop turbofan turbojet anything turbojet maybe not but turbofan and turboprop that brings me to the different types of uh, jet engines jet engines Or rather, before explaining the different types, maybe we should explain how a jet engine actually works, right? Hmm. Uh, So as with any other engine, like normal internal combustion engine pulls in air into a combustion chamber and then fuel is mixed into it. And the explosion of the fuel-air mixture causes the piston to go down and which is converted into a rotational uh, movement and which drives uh, whatever vehicle it is, right? So, that is how the internal engine uh, works in a very, very simplified way. That's how I explained it, right? So, a jet has a air intake duct through which air comes in um, through a compressor. So, compressor is like, it has many fins which is arranged in a circular fashion through which air passes and it gets compressed to from 10 to 40 times its normal atmospheric pressure. This compressor, air is then passed through a combustion chamber where it's mixed with fuel uh, whatever aviation fuel is used and burnt which results in temperature of about 1000 to 1500 degrees this causes the gases to expand like crazy and it passes out through a outlet duct and that passing of gases out of the outlet duct is what actually powers a plane forward and as they pass out of the uh, duct it also passes through a turbine, which in turn rotates the combustion, uh, rotates the compressor, which is in the you know front part of the engine.
1: Okay, which compresses the air. Exactly. So what you're trying to say is that the normal kind of engine with the piston and all that, uh, it cannot generate that much power, which yep. the jet engine can, because it cannot put, pull in that much air, right?
0: That's not just the only factor, there are many many, the efficiency basically is very less for an internal combustion normal uh, piston engine compared to a jet engine. So that is the basic working of a jet engine. So if you could imagine, air flows in through the intake duct, passes through the compressor which compresses it 10 to 40 times the atmospheric pressure, pushes into a combustion chamber where uh, it is mixed with fuel and uh, the the combustion happens. Explosion happens and it, exhaust, it the, the gases are pushed out of the rear exhaust.
1: So it's like because of the ga- gases, it gets the power. Okay, yeah, I It's know like
0: a, no, a normal firecracker rocket, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 so yeah, the yeah. gases okay. exhaust out of the nozzle and then it just moves up. Mm. So this is the same principle. Now the difference in a different type of jet engines are uh, based on their construction and uh, certain other factors. So broadly, they are divided into turboprops, turbojets turbofans and ramjet scramjet so no we'll, idea <laughs> we'll explain uh, i'll just explain about uh, what they are so the basic uh, i think the first uh, jet engine which was made was a turbojet turbojet has a simple uh, construction compared to a turbofan or turboprop so it has a compressor as a, the, the, the turbojet is what i just explained a compressor mm. then it has a combustion chamber after that then it has a turbine. Hmm. So air comes in through the compressor, flows into the combustion chamber, is ignited, and it passes out through the turbine outside of the nozzle. It's a simple construction, right? Now, this has a little bit efficiency issues. Uh, so a turbofan was invented. Okay. Okay. Turbofan basically has a big fan in front of the compressor, which acts like a propeller. Now most of the uh, ga- uh, air which enters into this fan in front of the turbo fan passes around the body of the engine, doesn't go into the combustion chamber. Okay. So it is basically acting like a propeller, but lit- a part of that air goes into the combustion chamber and it burns and it, it follows the same path as a turbo f- uh, uh, turbojet, hmm. right? So it has a efficiency of a uh, propeller plane propeller engine. As combined with the jet efficiency of a turbojet engine. Okay, okay. Right? So, propeller um, has excellent efficiency at low speeds.
1: Hmm.
0: So, this combines both. So, you can have a high-speed... engine combined with the low speed efficiency as well it has a greater amount of thrust that is produced as well so
1: is it the kind of engine which is used in most commercial yes, airlines the
0: commercial airlines the engine the huge engine that you see is a turbofan so if you look closely you can see a fan in the front the compressor is right behind it the fan takes in a lot of air most of it passes around the engine so if you hmm. look at it from behind right you can see that Um, there is a gap between the engine and the fan uh, the encasing in with the fan in the in which the fan resides so most of the air passes through it it acts like a propeller Hmm. some part of it goes through the compressor and follows the turbojet path right okay so it combines the jet exhaust as well as the propeller Propeller. efficiency as well
1: that's what i was wondering because i've seen these kind of turbojet engines Mm -hmm. turbojet right
0: this is turbofan.
1: Turbofan, turbofan, yeah. And the thing is, what I've realized is that it, it has also got propellers. So, I used to wonder, like, yeah. jet engines are not supposed to have propellers. So, I used yeah, to be so that
0: That's a misconception, right? Now, if we go to the next type of engine, you will be even more confused because turboprop engines basically use the propeller to drive them, not the jet exhaust. Okay. Although, it actually supplements as a, you know, auxiliary power a little bit. But, Instead of using a ter- a fan or just a turbojet, it is actually attached to a proper propeller, the kind of ones which we see in older type of planes, and the most of the e- uh, energy from the t- rotation of the turbine is used to rotate the t- propeller. So that is the plane which I oh. flew the flew recently. Okay. So instead of using the entire combustion uh, energy to to if be used as the exhaust, hmm. rather it is passed through the compressor and it, the compressor is used to rotate the propeller. Oh. So it gets most of the power through the propeller pushing the air back and it has, a, you know, greater efficiency at very low speeds. Okay. It, cannot, it cannot go supersonic though.
1: Okay, okay, okay. So it's like commercial airliners which use turbofan engine but little bit slower and...
0: More efficient, more efficient at low speeds. Low speeds, right? Okay. And it, so that's why it is being used in uh, heavy lifting cargo wow. planes and some of the commercial airlines as well. Um, another modification of this engine is called turbo shaft, which is hmm. used in helicopters. Okay. So helicopters also have jet engines, but instead of having a propeller which faces forward, instead it has a propeller which faces upwards Up. towards the sky. And also, uh, the way they increase and decrease the power is also different. They change the angle of uh, the propeller blades to climb up and then maintain a position and all that stuff. So, again, it's a jet engine. But most of the engine's power is used to rotate the rotor of okay, the helicopter. Okay. Hmm. So, that is the difference between uh, these three kind of engine. Now, the fourth type of engine is completely different. And although it employs the same principle, uh, there there are some major differences. And it's called a ramjet which is the most simplest kind of jet engine that you can imagine because this thing doesn't have a compressor or a turbine okay. it only has a combustion chamber and an inlet inlet duct then a combustion chamber and then an outlet uh, nozzle okay so what happens is for this thing to work it has to be first accelerated to the supersonic speeds so in the supersonic speed air pressure at the inlet duct becomes so high that it automatically gets compressed to 10 uh, to the high high pressures which is usually done by the compressor and the incoming air compresses all the air at the inlet duct and that is passed into the combustion chamber when it goes into the combustion, cha- combustion chamber the inlet duct actually reduces the supersonic air into subsonic speeds and the combustion happens at subsonic speeds this uh, fuel and gas mixture which explodes which comes out of the nozzle actually drives the uh, engine forward
1: okay so is it the kind of plane which needs like a, the support of another plane yeah normally fly? not
0: used in planes maybe used in guided missiles and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah. but the thing with this engine is that you have to actually push it beyond speed of sound so that this can actually start working it cannot start on its own because it has to build up the pressure right
1: yeah i remember like there was this uh, picture of a plane this kind of plane ramjet right uh like somewhere i saw that and you explaining this was like i think 15 almost like 20 years ago mm-hmm. and you were telling me you know this thing needs to be at this speed to you know yeah. actually start its engine and i was like what is the so point normally, of having this? so
0: either that or uh if a if a aeroplane if an airplane has a ramjet engine they normally use rocket power initially to cross the speed of sound and build up that uh, build up the pressure and then start the ramjet off. Wow. Yeah, that's why they are more extensively used in missiles in uh, supersonic planes. Okay. So supersonic warplane travels at supersonic speeds. So the ramjet already has that pressure built and then they just fire the missiles at that speed. Wow. Uh, another type of modification done to ramjet is called scramjet. It's supersonic combustion ramjet. Okay. So what the difference is in this type of engine the combustion the air entering the combustion chamber is also at supersonic speed there is no slowing Ooh. down into subsonic so that makes it much much faster and it goes at Mach 5 or 6 Mach number uh, if you don't if our listeners don't know what it is it's the uh, Mach number indicates how much how many times faster compared to the speed of sound so, Mach 1 is the speed of sound. Mach 2 is twice the speed of sound. Mach 3 is thrice the speed of sound like yeah. that. So,
1: the first uh, plane to cross that speed was... It's Bell X1. Bell X1, right? Yeah. Chuck Yeager. Chuck plane. Yeager. You know, Yeager, it actually came from the word Yeager Bomb, Yeager Meister.
0: Seriously? Yeah.
1: But it's uh, written uh, written with a Y. Yeah. yeah. The so other one is J. Yeah. So, that I remember that plane, which is like a yellow color, orange colored plane. Yeah, it was right? hanging under
0: another plane, B-52 or... Uh, was no it was under a B20 29 super fortress which was used for World the war the bomber right
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, and he had some ailment like his hands were not like he had broken no, a rib, rib or, something. or something. I don't know, and he was not able to use his hands properly. But the like the day before or something, he didn't tell the officials, and yeah. he used some jugard. <laughs> 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 actually, used something. Some so other he kind actually of thing. Uh,
0: smuggled a piece of wood or something with yeah. him so that he could close the latch which uh-huh. was because he couldn't use his left hand and then the f- he made the first supersonic flight yeah
1: he crossed mach 1 like seriously that's it yeah cool so that story. happened
0: sometime in 1947 i think 48 yeah 47 in that time uh well um yeah so that is about scramjet so scramjet can go at max 5 and 6 uh there are not many prototypes uh, of scramjet it's more of an experimental kind of an engine oh, yeah okay hmm. So these are the different kind of jet engines and uh, the ones which you see in commercial airlines, mostly the ones in which you would have traveled the most is turbofan. Uh, turbojets are very rarely used in, uh, I, I doubt if they are used in any of the modern commercial airlines, mostly used for, used in uh, combat aircrafts where, uh, you know, they need a high speed and agility. And But still, even uh, now, this turbofan also has uh, different formats um, called um high bypass medium bypass and low bypass based on the amount of air that is bypassed around the engine okay. so high bypassed are more efficient which is used in commercial airlines low bypass engines are used in um combat aircraft where they need uh, quick acceleration and all that kind of stuff so more
1: uh air will go to go the
0: compression okay. uh, chamber that's why they are less efficient but mm-hmm. they are more powerful and more fast Uh, And they also employ this uh, uh, technology called afterburners, where after (laughs) the actual combustion happens, the exhaust gases would would still have some oxygen in it. So they have another small combustion which happens afterwards, which provides additional thrust, which is what you see when a military aircraft takes off, you'll see that red... Uh, exhaust right that is when the afterburners are at full force.
1: yeah so all you gamers out there if you don't know like what an afterburner <laughs> is this is what it is because yeah. a lot of game employees that thing right. right
0: so basically afterburner is normally used during takeoffs or when the pl- uh, the uh, plane needs to do some sudden uh, change in direction yeah. or something like that
1: what is it? game's name tom clancy's
0: Hawks. Hawks, yeah. Oh, it was my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, played with the
1: whoever joystick. plays that, you now you know what an afterburner is.
0: Yeah, so that is pretty much a roundup of uh, jet engines. Uh, there are more to explain, uh, explore and learn about these things, but we leave that to you because our intention is to just make you interested in our topics.
1: Yeah, it's not about, you know, fishing out <laughs> everything you can find on Google and just put so it there. So, we would
0: love to see some discussion on this. Uh, each of our episode has a discussion... Uh, area below uh, the show notes if you have any comments or any feedback feel free to come and post your feedback there and we'll have a conversation
1: also our about page also has this comment section you can go and put a (laughs) testimonial if you want to you know
0: (laughs) yeah if you feel iTunes is too difficult yeah uh, you can always use the about page on our website to give us a testimonial yeah
1: we'll ask for the uh, your email id but no we we are not going to do anything with it
0: we actually use something called discuss so it is their headache Yeah, yeah yeah okay So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.
1: Yeah, which will be about Rocket? No, right?